News. Mondays with the mayor, G.T. Bynum, joins us live on the KRNG Morning News. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. I know that uh, you have to look at municipal responses to this tornado and, you know, with a, a great deal of interest and maybe any lessons that Tulsa can learn. Has anything stood out since Saturday morning? Well, I think the main thing that I, I take note of is that, it, you know, historically, we've always kind of concentrated on tornado season in the spring and, and been prepared for it then. But this is a keen reminder that you've got to be ready for it really year round anymore. And, and as we saw just recently with uh, tornadoes that uh, fortunately skipped over the city of Tulsa, but hit our neighbors to the east uh, just about a month ago. Um, they can hit any time of year, and we are very fortunate that we have a strong emergency management response team here in Tulsa, both between local governments but also nonprofits like the American Red Cross. And so, um, you know, what, for us, it's just a reminder: you got to have constant vigilance. Well, I know that uh, utilities are sending crews. We have uh, the usual uh, responders, you know, bearing the banner of the Oklahoma standard into the tornado zone and helping out wherever they can. Uh, has the city of Tulsa been contacted directly for assistance? Uh, if we have, it hasn't made its way to me for authorization for the crews to be deployed. But that being said, it, it would not surprise me if we hear from them. Our teams, both in the Tulsa Fire Department and Tulsa Police Department routinely get called to respond to disasters like this because they're so experienced in handling them and have are really known around the country for having first-rate personnel. In fact, I was actually at the the Christmas party for the Tulsa Police Department incident management team when those tornadoes started uh, to hit on, uh, on over the weekend and. Uh, they were already thinking about how they might deploy if called uh, to respond. Let's switch to the McGirt decision of the Supreme Court setting a date in January to uh, take up reconsideration of that decision. It's really just over a year old, but boy, the implications and the things that have happened in that year. As we've talked about in this space before, the city filed a friend of the court brief uh, against the the way that the McGirt decision has played out and against the decision itself. Uh, it sounds like this could be a very quick decision, quick turnaround from the Supreme Court. What are you hearing? Well, I, you know, I hear only what you hear. I mean, it, it's amazing for something as impactful as the Supreme Court that we really, you're tracking it on their website yeah. <laughs> and trying to find out. I mean, that, that's kind of, I feel like the Supreme Court is sort of the, one of the last realms of government that is still pretty uh hazy as far as what's going on. You know, there's no live televised uh, awareness like there is with Congress, no daily uh, or regular briefings like you would have with the White House. And so we're just monitoring it and we'll see what happens. But I think uh, all sides, the, the tribal governments, the state of Oklahoma, and definitely us here at the city of Tulsa that's caught in the middle of this, uh, we're eager for clarity on this and, and for us to be able to move, start working together and moving forward, because I, I really believe if this, the state and the tribes and the city are all working together to grow our community in moving forward, there's no limit to what we can accomplish, but we have to have clarity from this decision. Okay, so let's talk about post whatever the decision is. If it upholds McGirt, and a lot of legal analysts don't see the Supreme Court overturning a decision they just made relatively recently, historically speaking, uh, if they uphold McGirt, 
what are the implications for the city immediately? And then if, if they overturn it, do we just go back to where we were? It, well, if they uphold it, nothing changes from what we're, we've been trying to, to adjust to for the last year. I mean, really, since the original decision came down, we've been treating it as the law of the land and uh, working to adjust to it. It's just that there are a, a broad range of law enforcement challenges that have arisen as we've tried to adjust to it, uh, not just us as a city, but I think for the state, for the tribes, and even for the federal government. And so uh, we'll continue to work through it if it's upheld. <clears throat> and if it's overturned, uh, then we'd, you know, we'd return to what we were doing before. But uh, I really don't want to try and predict what it's going to be. Um, we'll just you never know with this court, and we'll wait and see. Yeah, the, the, I mean, as has been pointed out, what sometimes happens here is people get that uh, verdict overturned because of McGirt, and then either uh, the time has run out for them to be charged, you know, <clears throat> the statute of limitations has run out, or nobody really has jurisdiction over this suspect anymore. Uh, they fall that, through the cracks. That has absolutely been a huge concern for us. I mean, there have been some really heinous crimes where the people have gotten a walk free uh, here in Tulsa, not because of some, uh, you know, uh, ill intent by the tribes or by the federal government, but just that's the actual practical outcome of that decision. Mm -hmm. And so it's a real concern for me as someone who's elected to protect the citizens of Tulsa and to give our police officers what they need to protect the citizens of Tulsa, that the the unintended consequences of that decision have been really problematic for us in keeping Tulsa a safe place. I don't know if you got a chance to hear any of it, but uh, Friday morning at 8, we had uh, Lieutenant Steve Flory of the TPD Traffic Division on. We just kind of opened uh, the open mics for traffic pet peeves and questions, and it was the open mics exploded. We had well over 100 of them, and a lot of people share, you know, kind of the same things about left laners and people not signaling and all that. And I, I said, we got to find out with the mayor, because you drive, you're, it's not like you get chauffeured around. What, what's your traffic pet peeve? I'm literally driving my kids to school as we speak right now. Um, no, I, I would uh, totally agree with the the left laner folks. The thing that really bothers me and the reason I'm so thankful that Chief Franklin has really upped our game on traffic enforcement are people who treat red lights like it's a suggestion oh, and yeah. not a mandate um, and run right through them either like never even see them or think that they can gun it and make it through and you know, we have just an unacceptable number of traffic fatalities. We have more people die in car wrecks in Tulsa last year than we did homicides. And so uh, I think a lot of the time folks forget that you're driving a lethal weapon when you're on the roads. And I would say that the traffic, the red light issue to me is the one that when I see it, it gets me really upset because you can have somebody completely innocent following the law, pulling out into a green light and get hit by one of those folks and, yeah. and killed. Yeah. And it seems to be happening more frequently, too. Maybe that's just my yeah. observance, but it does seem to be that way. And it, we need to point out your hands free right now, right? That is correct. Okay. Just, I knew somebody was going to get an I'm open mic about that. I'm tweeting our conversation right now. So, <laughs> no. Mayor, thanks. We'll talk to you again. Thank you. Mayor G.T. Bynum, driving the kids to school with the earbuds in.
740 on the KRMG Morning News. Five-day forecast sponsored by Ferguson Kia and Broken Arrow.